Once again, the Minnesota Wild take care of business against the Edmonton Oilers by a 5-3 score. We are recapping the action on today's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wilds come away with a 5-3 win over the Edmonton Oilers. We are recapping the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, for whatever reason, right off the bat, this Wild team has some pretty good success against Edmonton. They've beat them now uh, seven straight times, and it, it seems like it's crazy with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl that a lot of the games really haven't been that close between these two teams. Yeah, it's weird because Edmonton's been able to make a run in the playoffs as recent as last year. They win against good teams all over this league. But for whatever reason, within this series, the Wild have dominated. doesn't matter if they play here in St. Paul or up in Edmonton. And it was good to see Minnesota take advantage of the schedule. I mean, the the Blackhawks last night tested uh, this Edmonton team, forced their coach to play some of their big guns a lot of minutes. The Wild are going to be on the short side of that scheduling uh, this weekend when they play a back-to-back in Dallas with a, a long flight in between. So tonight they took advantage of it. I thought they played a smart game. I thought the Wild got better as the game went on, and I thought the right players, the players you needed to have big games with Brodine not on the ice did, specifically the Ekline and, of course, your superstars led by Kaprizov. But uh, not an easy matchup when you don't have 25 on the ice. So getting those two points I think was big. And now you can win on Saturday against the Ducks and end up this homestand 5-2, and two, which – Looks pretty darn good right now. Well, and the other part about it, too, is that it seemed like that power play goal for Edmonton early gave them some jump, and you kind of had the sense of, uh-oh, this might have given them a little bit of a spark. But after that, the Wild picked things up. They cleaned things up pretty well, and uh, they shut that top line down. Uh, those guys are always going to get their points, but they got them early, and the Wild were able to shut them down after that. Yeah, you know, you give Edmonton a couple early power plays, so they start feeling good. You get back on your heels. You mentioned it, Seth. The Oilers get that goal, and it's a recipe for trouble. But to Minnesota's credit, they didn't panic. They didn't leave their game plan. They were very physical. I thought that was a real point of emphasis with the way they played tonight, the extra physical play by some of the big guys like Felino and Reeves, I think really paid dividends in the third period when the Oilers looked like they were completely out of gas. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Reeves. We haven't had a chance to chat about that since the trade was made and uh, had a chance to play uh, on the fourth line uh, tonight after getting a chance to play with uh, Foligno and Erickson Eck earlier. Uh, What do you think of what Reeves has brought to this team so far in terms of toughness, physicality, but more importantly, veteran presence as well? Yeah, Bill Guerin mentioned it. He thought the room needed a little bit of – a jump and maybe a little more energy. And, and this guy brings that. And right away, day number one, big smile on his face. He's very charismatic. He's outgoing, uh, kind of a big brother to some of those younger players. And I think everybody got a little taller in that lineup. And, I, you know, you saw some, some nights, and again, Felino's been banged up this year, but you definitely saw some nights where teams were taking liberty with the Wilds. Uh, superstar players like Kaprizov and Zuccarello. And this is absolutely going to be a deterrent to that. Teams are going to think twice before they go out there, like Drew Doughty did in L.A., and and, and cause havoc uh, with number 97. And so I think there's, there's strategy with this move on the ice for sure. 
but you know, I think the off ice stuff, the personality, the leadership, the way that I think he's going to really help this room kind of come alive. And it feels like a team right now, a certain move by the general manager saying, all right, boys, it's time to kick it in the butt. And so far, so good. Uh, it was an interesting story for both goalies tonight. It felt like Marc-Andre Fleury got better as the game went on. Jack Campbell started off pretty good, but boy, he was shaky. And credit to the Wild for continuing to attack him the entire night. Yeah, you're right. He looked a little shaky in periods two and three, and Minnesota kind of picked up on that. And they started to really bring traffic to the net and get pucks from distance uh, to that blue paint, make him handle the puck. And you saw some nice deflections. You got some good rebound looks. You saw Jordan Greenway. I thought maybe his best game of the year have a couple of good chances to score. One was a, a big stop by Campbell. One was a short side high bar off the post. So, yeah, I, I really liked the way the Wild attacked in periods two and three. I didn't like their first period, but as I mentioned earlier, they didn't panic, and they certainly got better as the game went on. Sam Steele with the goal and continuing to look like a guy who is having some fun out there with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello, and more importantly is earning himself more games as that number one center with the more games like this he stacks together. Yeah, Ryan Hartman has in practice, so it doesn't look like he's close to coming back. And so to not have to have Freddie Gaudreau on that top line and to allow him to play a more significant role with Matt Boldy on that line is huge. And the question was, could Sam Steele elevate his play? And so far he has answered it with a resounding yes. This guy was a high-end draft pick for Anaheim. You can see he clearly has skill, and now he's got some confidence and some jump to go with it. And when you play with players like Kaprizov and and Zuccarello, they're going to get so much attention that you're going to end up getting open. He did that tonight, and he made the most of his opportunity, and I think he continues to get better game by game, and that is huge right now for the Minnesota Wild. Wild win tonight by a score of 5-3 to three to improve to 11-9-2 on the season. A big road trip on the way, so we will discuss the games coming up this weekend as well as trying to get a sense of where some of the Wild's injured players are at as they try to get a little more healthy. More of our Locked on Wild postcast is coming up after a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline where the game starts. Minnesota Wild win by a score of 5-3. to three. Our Lockdown Wild postcast continues. Seth Topol and Kevin Gorg. Kevin, a long road trip coming up. Uh, it starts, the weekend starts, with a game against the Anaheim Ducks, followed by a game on Sunday against the Dallas Stars. And we'll talk about Dallas in a second, but this is an intriguing game for the Wild because you often see teams kind of look ahead to, hey, we got a big game coming up against the team on Sunday and then some weird things happen in the game before that. So a Ducks team that is not having a great season, but one that the Wild can't overlook coming up on Saturday. Yeah, you got to bank those two points and end the, uh, the homestand 5-2. and two. It's a much tougher game on Sunday. Dallas has a great team. They're off to a really good start. Their goaltender, uh, Jake Ottinger, who played over at Lakeville North, is a terrific story. 
kind of, you know, feeding off what he did last year in the playoffs is kind of backboning uh, this, this big start by the Dallas Stars. But if you're Minnesota, you focus in on one thing and one thing only, beating Anaheim. I'm guessing they split the game this week or the games this weekend with Gustafson, who's healthy now, and, and Flurry. I think they'll go Gustafson Saturday, Flurry Sunday because it's the more difficult game. I guess we'll have to wait and see what Dean Evison says tomorrow at practice. But um, these are big, big points. And you get the Anaheim win and you find a way to split this road trip. It's four, uh, four different cities, it's a lot of travel, it's tough buildings like Dallas and Calgary to get it started. And, you know, if you can come home two and two on that road trip after a five and two homestand, you've got yourself in a very good position right now in the Western Conference after that terrible start that first week of the season. The Wild have started to make that climb right now. I hope they can keep to, you know, building up what they did here uh, these last couple of games. Uh, Jonas Brodine, obviously, as we mentioned, didn't play tonight. Um, it sounds like the hope is more optimistic on him. But as you alluded to, Ryan Hartman not practicing yet. What's the latest on some of these guys that are injured for the Wild currently and when we can potentially expect to see them back in the lineup? Well, you hope that Brodine gets back at some point on the road trip, but I think one of the tells that we had this afternoon was the big uh, six foot seven defenseman Schuster we talked about uh, on a podcast earlier this season that made a pretty nice impression uh, in training camp has been called up, which tells you Brodine's probably not that close and you have to have some insurance on the road. Uh, you know, the good news for Minnesota right now is um, Alex Goligoski has been quite the story here these last couple of weeks. After missing and being a healthy scratch for weeks, he is back in the lineup and making solid contributions. I like the calming presence he brings to Kalen Addison. That pair has been good. I thought Middleton and Spurgeon tonight were rock solid together. And you're seeing Matt Dumba's game quietly start to come together. He really had a tough, tough first month of the season. But now he's starting to find his confidence. And so, you know, it's tough to not have 25. And if he makes the trip, that's good news because you look at the back end of this trip when you go back-to-back again with Edmonton and Vancouver, that's when you need some extra bodies and maybe a, a skilled player like Jonas Brodeen. It was weird because he had battled back after an illness, played that game and played so well, and then all of a sudden uh, it, it's no practice for him the next day and it's an injury. And, you know, the one thing that I kind of thought about is maybe it's a soft tissue issue. So hopefully he's okay. It sounds like he's going to be on the road trip, and that's step one to getting him back on the ice with the Minnesota Wild. Well, and the, the positive thing, in addition to the win to take from tonight, is that it looked like the grief line got through unscathed. I know Jordan Greenway did kind of block a shot up high, but beyond that, I think everybody withstood uh, what they had to do against Edmonton. So it looks like while Brodeen will be out, the grief line is getting back to where we uh, can use them as that top defensive weapon again. Might not be as big a factor on Saturday against Anaheim, but boy, if the Wild can get them cranking uh, Sunday in Dallas against some of their high-end talent. That kid Robertson is an elite player, 21 in, on Dallas, is someone you're going to have to mark. And that line, I just think tonight looked like the line of old. Physical, winning face-offs, making big plays, frustrating those top weapons from Edmonton. Now, again, the Wild had the advantage um, of last change on home ice. You're not going to have that in Dallas on Sunday. But Dean Everson and this coaching staff have been very creative the way They've been able to deploy that line, and we haven't really seen them together much this year. So tonight was the acid test against one of the most skilled lines in hockey, and I thought they really had a great game. So they should be feeling good about what they put out there and, and hopefully a chance to maybe make an impact this weekend as well. 
Minnesota Wild win 5-3 to three against Edmonton and have a chance to finish the homestand 5-2 and two with the game against Anaheim coming up on Saturday. That will do it for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. As always, Kevin, thank you for the time joining us uh, after Wild wins and Wild games in general this year. Uh, for Wild fans, make sure you check out Lockdown Wild. We keep you up to date on everything Minnesota Wild related throughout the season. You can find new episodes there every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.